Hello and welcome to the Helping Hand podcast. My name's Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Hi, today I'm talking to Katrina Buckley from School of Thought. Katrina works with young people, families and schools across the UK as an NLP practitioner, coach and mentor. Katrina, when I read the information you sent me, I realised that School of Thought offers a lot more than just NLP. Do you want to start by just telling us the different therapies that you offer? Sure. Um, yeah, Pauline. Um, so School of Thought has a variety. The main one is NLP, which we're obviously here to talk about today a bit more. Um, but I also do hypnotherapy, um, Reiki. And I also have recently um, trained in IEMT, which is um, Integral Eye Movement Therapy. Um, So they're all very um, sort of interconnected in a sense. Um, The the hypnotherapy, um, I use that with uh, with young people and I started off using it with adults years ago, but I've now sort of adapted that into working with young people, trained with NLP for kids. And we also did all the NLP for her- um, hypnotherapy for kids at the same time. So it's a very broad range, but they all inter sort of link with each other. The NLP, which I'll talk about a little bit more, uh, links in with the hypnotherapy because it's all about working with the unconscious mind to help us with habits and behaviors that we've developed or you know very very big strong emotions so we can do that when we're in a nice very relaxed state and because the hypnotherapy works a lot with metaphors kids really respond well to metaphors to stories so that's why hypnotherapy is a really useful tool when we're working with young people um, primary primary school age as well because we can do it in a very relaxed setting we don't have to go into like a, a hypnosis state we can still do it just in a relaxed setting while we're using um, the story to help embed new you know them to feel the confidence and, and, and empower them so it's a really 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 good way to do it and um, the Reiki again is something I've been doing for many years um, I've done it with some teenagers and with adults and it's a really good one to help us to rebalance the the body and the sort of sort of to, to cut so can recalibrate the mind and the body so that they're both synced and they're working together. Um, and it's also a really good way of helping the body to go into a very relaxed state, which then the mind can go into a relaxed state, which then means it's open to new ideas, new possibilities, because it takes away that feeling of anxiety. Um, it removes that sense of this is who I am and this is how I need to be. So the Reiki helps us go into a very nice deep relaxed state where we're more balanced and then we're more open um, to listening and to taking on new ideas and um, new positive ways of doing things. The IEMT as I say, is a recent one, a new one and again this is all about working with um, situations where we've maybe got a negative memory or we have, uh, it's very good working with trauma, you know, so we've had someone who's had a specific traumatic experience. Now, the good thing about with IEMT is we can use that without having any content involved. All we need is the person to be able to access the memory um, that they go to, and then we use it through a series of eye movement therapies, which helps to sort of change the pattern in the mind, so that when we think back to that particular memory or that experience, it it sort of changes how we feel about it. So it's a very powerful way to do it. And uh, we usually can do that over a space of two, three, four sessions um, with a, with an individual. So as in, that's a new, that's new, that's a sort of a new therapy I've added into what I've been doing. Um, so it's a more recent one and I've been working, I've done a lot of few case studies with it recently. 
and very positive. And I was actually quite blown away when I was doing the training, how effective it actually is. It's it's really, really good. Katrina, before you tell me more in depth about NLP, um, what happens when people approach you? Do they come to you for a specific therapy or do they come to you with an issue and you do an assessment and decide what therapy? How would that process work? They usually come to me with the issue. And from there, we will talk about um, what's the best the best approach that we have. Um, mainly what I do is, is I am an NLP for kids trained practitioner. Um, but I'm also rather than selling it as a therapy, it's not how I it's not the business that I work in. School of Thought is more about a coaching and mentoring program. And within that, we adapt the program depending on what is needed for either the young person or the parent. Uh, so what we do is, is when a person, a parent gets in touch with me, uh, parent or carer we understand what the issue is what they are experiencing what's the problem not just with the young person but also perhaps with the parent what's happening as a family unit so we look at the wider picture and a lot of what we do I do in the coaching involves working with the young person and with the wider family so it involves working with the parents um, and the carers and sometimes we can even extend that out into the school setting as well depending on and on what's happening because the work that I do I work with families with the young people and I also work in schools as well and um, so it's a very tailored program depending on the individual themselves with the young person and sometimes um, me the program may involve me actually working more with the parents um, and then maybe only one or two sessions with the young person or it might be um, work the other way so it's a very tailored um, open-ended approach so rather than it being a specific therapy um, what I'd, when I had initially started off, we would maybe focus on one particular area and we would do a therapy sessions for that. But what I was finding was is that with young people, it's not just one specific thing. They have, when we look at it, if, the coaching and mentoring for young people, it's a way of personal development um, for children, parents and teachers. And it's, it helps them to increase their mental and emotional and physical well-being. So a programme was becoming more beneficial to them that rather than just having a set of four or five different sessions. So I adjusted it, I changed it and it now became it then became a sort of a, a coaching and mentoring programme for young people. So very tailored um, and adapted to the individuals. But yes, go back to your original question. Parents will get in touch with me. Parents and carers will reach out to me and even schools and they'll say to me, this is the problem that we're facing. What do you think we can do? And then from there, we will work through it together as part of the consultation and we will put the plan together. Parents are always involved um, once a month as part of the coaching programme. Parents have to commit to being available to having a session with me that goes through what, we're, what we've been focusing on but also what the parents can do from home because a lot of what we do sometimes it's the parents who have to do a lot of the change as well because they have to change their behaviors and their responses and their reactions at home so that then helps the young person so it's a very rounded approach okay so focusing on nlp what is it how does it work and what does it look like well nlp basically is a combination of um it's a combination of different safe and effective therapies um, so it helps um, young people and you know adults as well parents and that to control their thoughts and emotions and um, um, their behaviors so neuro NLP stands for neuro linguistic programming um, and basically just to keep it simple neuro um, is all about the brain linguistic is about the language that we use and programming as I like to explain it to young people is programming is just a little bit about like a computer 
we can program our brains, you know, so we're not, we don't just stay stuck with what we have, we can reprogram our brains and NLP teaches them to do that. Um, so that's what it's all about. So it's about the relationship between what we think and feel, okay, so how we think and feel about a situation, then about the language that we use as well. So how are we communicating with other people, but actually how are we talking to ourselves? You know, are we getting stuck in this you know, are we feeling that we are maybe not not good enough? So therefore, are we telling ourselves that we're rubbish at this? Um, you can't do that. That's too hard. It's too difficult. I don't want to do that. I'm going to fail. So it depends on what 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 things are we saying to ourselves? You know, are we being kind to ourselves or are we being quite negative on ourselves and quite hard on ourselves? So it's a relationship between what we're thinking and what we're actually saying about it. Um, and then actually sort of the programming is about the scripts that we run so that's the patterns and the habits that we have created or that we've learned um i touched on there about sometimes when we're working with the parents we've got to change the habits at home because a lot of what young people experience is a learned behavior so that's why we need um that whole um holistic approach so it's all about the patterns and the habits and the behaviors that we've learned and then what we then start to run them as part of our lives and then the more we run them the more they become an unconscious thing for us to do. So NLP helps us to tap into that and change the pattern. It interrupts the pattern and it says, right, just stop it, stop doing that. But let's stop doing it. We don't analyze what the problem is. You know, we, we can touch on the problem. We don't analyze it. We just look at it and say, right, this is what's happening just now. We don't want that to happen anymore. This is what we're going to do to reprogram and change that pattern of habits and what we're doing. So it's very... It, what it does is it works to build flexibility um, in thinking and actions so that we've got that resilience. Because a lot of parents will come and say, we just, we need them to build up resilience. Okay, well, we have to work on that. Resilience is just not a skill that you immediately go, right, that's it, we're going to teach resilience. Resilience is a combination of different skills. So NLP is going to teach those skills to the young people and to parents and carers. It's going to teach them a bit of flexibility, being adaptable. Um, so that we then have the confidence and the belief in ourselves to actually face the problems that we encounter in life. So it's a bit like our only roadmap because life is a bumpy road. You know, we're not always going to get smooth, a smooth journey. So we have to be able to have the skills to be able to do that. And a lot of that comes from what we believe that we're able to do and um, how we communicate with other people. You know, so are we communicating in a really positive way? So we work with young people to help them build up really positive relationships so that they can then use that communication to help them make things easier in life. So it's all about making things easy for young people and taking away that feeling that everything is hard. It's, it is very much, um, it's a cognitive form of therapy. We work with the unconscious mind, but it is also cognitive. So it sort of, it has parallels to CBT or cognitive behavior therapy, which a lot of people may be more aware of rather than NLP. Um, so it really works well in helping children overcome bad habits, maybe behavior problems, fears, and self-esteem problems, as well as many of some of the other things I tapped into. So it's um, it's really, really helpful in just helping young people to see things from a different point of view and to start doing things differently as well. Do they reframe things in sessions and go away with a new framework or are they learning techniques which they take away and use when they come across these situations in everyday life? Both. We will reframe regularly in the sessions. Every session always has a reframe. So we will reframe what a young person might be thinking or feeling, we will reframe that. Um, so say for an example, they are 
feeling that, um, say for instance, uh, we go into school and we think about it's going to be the worst day ever. And then we start to talk through what would that day involve then. So as we go through each step of it, we will reframe it from, um, I'm trying to think of a positive example. I'm, I'm like, I can't think, I've offered it into please frame there. I can't think of an example. It's like, um, there's, oh, I'm trying to think of a, an example I could give you that would, that would help that. With everything, we're reframing a positive into a negative. So it would be, um, somebody says, I can't do that. So we will then go, you can't do it or you don't want to do it, you know, and then we can use, we can use different language patterns to help us move around that. Or COVID's obviously brought on a lot of which we expected, a lot of sort of OCD and a lot of phobias over germs. And um, the mum got in touch with me about uh, this because um, our son was had left school. He'd come out of school, didn't want to go back to school because he, would, he had this fear of the COVID. And when I first started to work with um, the boy, it turns out that, you know, he'd already been labelled as being a germaphobe right from the start. And I was like, you're not a germaphobe. And he didn't like being called a germaphobe, but mum had labelled him a germaphobe. And that was the language that she was using straight away. So we worked together to change that and say, you're not a germaphobe. You just, you just have this, um, you want to understand the COVID better and what the, you know, what, what it is. So you've got, you're, you're feeling a little bit uncertain about COVID just now. You don't, you're not a germaphobe. So as soon as we start to label something, somebody then starts to believe that's what they are so they start to become it and that was one of the things so we started to reframe that another one we do is is I was a lot of young people we stopped calling it COVID because COVID is a very negative association it's on the news everything about it is negative 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 so we started calling it C19 instead just C19 C19 is just just a letter in numbers there's no significance there so by doing that with a few of the young people I started working with straight away they started to feel less anxious about COVID because we started calling it C19. And that removed the negative association with every time they heard the word COVID, they would start to feel quite anxious about it. So we just then said, well, we'll call it C19 instead. And that made a huge difference. So that's one of the other examples of how we can reframe something to give it a different outlook, make it seem different, make it seem easier. So what does a, a session or a group of sessions look like? Do you work with the family and the child? Do you see them together? Or how many sessions is it likely to take? Um, it varies. It's a very, um, it's a highly personalised one, depending on the challenges of the individual. Um, so it can run from six weeks to six months. Usually I would recommend a weekly session to begin with. So it starts off with, a uh, consultation, phone consultation with the parents or the carers. We would then do a joint consultation. These are all, this is all free. So it's a free consultation with the phone. Then we do a consultation face-to-face -face on a video call with the parents, carers, and also the young person themselves, just so that we can introduce. Um, and then I would then do a meet and greet with the young person themselves. And that's all before any of the sessions actually start. Once we've reached that point and the young person's comfortable, and they're feeling safe and relaxed and working with me, then we start the sessions. The sessions usually will run either for 30 minutes to 40 minutes, but we can do them up to 60 minutes, depending. The older they are, if we go into the teenage years, up into the higher end of teenage years, we can we can usually run about a 60-minute session. Um, but less than that, you know, experience has taught me that, you know, they lose attention and they lose focus after half an hour, 40 minutes. 
and um, you've, you, you want to just get them into that, that specific set of time. So weekly sessions, they can run six weeks to six months. Um, every week, well, there'll be a parent session once a month, which I mentioned earlier. So they have to, the parents have to commit to a session once a month. And as I say, it, it depends. I've got one family who have been coaching their seven-year-old for uh, 12 months now. And they're happy with it because every time we go, we go through a phase, we move on to something else that they want her to have support with. Um, and the young person gets a lot from the sessions. But what I do encourage with um, longer term coaching is, is that we want to then start to step away because we don't want to build dependency on the sessions. They're there to provide a support over a period of time. So we then move them into a less, the frequency will change the frequency down, maybe to two weeks and then to a monthly check-in. And then we can change it to that to once a quarter and every six months. So we, we, we adapt it depending on the young person. So yes, weekly sessions um, that would run anything from six weeks to six months or more. Um, yeah, and we incorporate that into with parent sessions into the sessions can run individually. The concessions can run with the, the child each week, or with the parent. I would I wouldn't encourage both each week because um, you get a different response from a young person than when than when they're with their parents or carers. You know, it's a it's a different working relationship. It's a different relationship that you can build with them without the parents there. But because we're working from home at the moment. Um, a lot of parents are in the background and they're around, you know, there so that they're aware of what's going on, but they're just not part of the actual session. So that's helping as well, because parents are then able to pick and tap into what we're doing because it's not a counselling session. It's more of a skills development session. So there's not as if we're going through any really sensitive information. Sometimes that can come up, you know, that's part of the process, but it's not the specific purpose of the of the actual sessions. Will you continue to offer online sessions after COVID or C19's out of the way? Uh, yes, C19, the online sessions have worked great. Um, so beforehand I was doing face-to-face -face sessions and obviously that was limited to the, the sort of area, the proximity of South Lanarkshire. The fact that we're now online and sort of COVID of C19 um, sort of pushed us that way, directed us that way. Um, I'm working with clients across the UK now. And, and that's working very well. I've worked with schools across the UK as well because we're able to take things online and it's working very well. And a lot of young people, it's, it's actually very positive for them because they don't necessarily always want to come and see you face to face. They are in their own safe space at home. As long as they can get a nice quiet space at home, it works very, very well. And a lot of the young people I work with, sometimes they don't even come on screen. You know, they'll come on screen to start with and then I'm going to sit to the side so I don't actually have to see them um, until they build up the confidence. And then maybe after four or five weeks, they then come in and they'll sit face to face on screen. So it's really helpful for young people who maybe have that social anxiety and they can't leave the house or they, they're not comfortable being around people um, and they don't want to get caught up in the, the whole social side of things, then it's a really good way of opening up and sort of um, building up their confidence in the sessions. You know, because some who just sit with their hood up and their head down, but because they don't actually have to come in and see me physically, they're quite happy to be there and um, talking to me. So yeah, it works very, very well. Face-to-face -face will obviously be an option moving forward, but the online is working. Um, I think it actually works a lot better, to be to be honest. This seems to be one of the big positives coming out of the pandemic. So many practitioners that I've spoken to have <clears throat> either started or expanded what they offer online. And yeah, for some kids, it just is easier, isn't it? 
It's, I think it's a lot easier because what, what I'm saying is you're saying expanded. My website is currently under construction. And I'm, I'm on other, you know, I'm on my NLP for Kids website and my Superheroes website, but my School of Thought website. And as part of that, as I mentioned earlier, I've been starting to do webinars. And um, that's the next stages I've got, um, I've got plans in place for a parents online coaching program. So it's like a, it would be like a workshop for parents, you know, maybe have six or seven parents in a session. And then I'm also looking to do the same for, a groups for workshops for young people as well you know for a specific area so we'll maybe coach on a particular area maybe around friendships or another area around um anxiety um or bullying or preparing for exams so there's a very there's a very specific reasoning and what we do is we'll run a series of workshops and they will probably run over 10 weeks and it teaches them a set of different skills that they can use. And part of the, those workshops is it's not a, it's not specifically geared for each individual child, but what it will do, it teaches them a set of skills. And within those skills, they will take the ones that work best for them. And that's what's really useful about it. And we can tap into different, different skills. So what concerns, behaviours, anxieties should make me think of NLP as a way forward? Um, any behaviours, basically, anything where you, the young person is maybe going through some anger, you know, so they're maybe shouting out. What we'll find is a lot of young parents will come to me and say, he's fine. She, they're fine at school all day. And as soon as they come home, it's this, this mega tantrum. It's a huge meltdown. Well, actually, that's just a form of communication. So we, we spoke earlier about what NLP is and the fact that it is about, you know, the communication in a language. Well, sometimes children don't have that language they use. So they use it in their behaviour. So... That's a prime example, you know, if your child's coming in from school and we're having a whole overwhelming sensory, you know, big emotions. And as soon as they come into their safe space, which I tell parents is a compliment to you, actually, because as soon as they come in to your safe space, to the person that they trust, then they can let it all out. It might not feel that way, but that's exactly what it is. So that is a case where something is happening. There may be sensory overload at school. There's a situation they're having to hold in all day and then they have to let it out at some point and it usually comes out in anger once they get home. So that would be something that we would be able to do to help them with about emotional regulation and how they can use that in school. We teach them ways how to do that. It could be something that the belief system, you know, so they might be, be quite negative. They might not have the confidence in school or they might have some social anxiety. So we can understand the different areas that may be causing a problem in school that's causing this big emotional um, explosion when they get home and we can work on different different areas there with them so that would be one and we find a lot of parents come to us where their young person's maybe having some friendship issues you know they're maybe not connecting with their friends or they're maybe being bullied by their friends or they're maybe um, they're not able to develop friendships so we can NLP can be used to help build the confidence but also the skills that they need to communicate with the friends and how to how to be um, a good friend, how to use your skills to share, to be adaptable and to be flexible. Because um, these are all skills. So a lot of these things in life, especially with emotional regulation, we have to learn them. They're not things that come to us naturally. They're skills that we have to learn in life. And um, that's what NLP can do for anything. School refusal. I have my own situation there with my son. And that's where obviously we, where we got in touch and we came together. Pauline was with my son and school refusal for um, almost it was a year and a half severe anxiety and he was self-harming and through using the NLP skills along as, as well as some other you know techniques that we were working on together falling um you know he went from being self-harming to being anxious not leaving the house to going back into school being one of the the um more 
calming influences in his peer group. Um, but what we did also do as part of the NLP process with that is actually sometimes we've got to understand that the environment can be a big process, a big part of the problem. And we can identify that as part of the NLP process. If there is a problem with the environment, we can help to make changes, positive changes to that environment so that therefore the young person can have less of these, these um, sensory triggers. Um, exam preparation. So if you've got a young person, a teenager who's um, stressed out of exams, um, NLP will help with that. Um, We'd be having classroom disruption, you know, so if someone's having problems in the classroom, um, anxiety, anger issues, you know, with, you know, maybe your child's become withdrawn, not talking, not wanting to come out and talk to you, you know, maybe they're being quite insular, withdrawn into their bedroom, not wanting to do anything, very low mood. Again, NLP can help with this because a lot of this is all to do with our underlying beliefs and how we're thinking and feeling. And because NLP is very much about the programme of the mind, we can then tap into what are they thinking and feeling and how is that feeding into their behaviour right now? How is that feeding into what they're doing? Um, and that's what NLP, it can basically work with anything really. Katrina, how did you discover NLP? How did you get into it? Well, basically I get into it, um, oh gosh, um, I came from the corporate world, so I spent years in the corporate world. Um, and I think what it, I think really to, to, to maybe to explain it is, is, I think for me, it took a long time, it took me a while in life to realise my own potential. And uh, I get stuck. And I think that's what a lot of people find, you know, young people, young people get stuck and that's where we can help them. So I get stuck at school, not really knowing what I wanted to do, not really having a proper connection anywhere. So I get stuck. I then decided that I wanted to go into the corporate world and I, you know, became successful in a sense, you know, as a commercial manager. But I realised that I was good at what I did because I put a lot of energy and effort and commitment into it and because I had all of those skills, but I didn't, it wasn't what I was meant to be doing, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, so I wasn't ever, I, was, I wasn't ever the best or I never excelled at what I was doing. Um, so it wasn't really taking advantage of my skills. So I kind of got stuck there. Then I had um, a health scare, quite a big health scare, about eight or so years ago. And it put a whole new perspective on life. And I thought, mm, I'm kind of stuck here. Do I want to be stuck here? You know, and doing this something that I'm not very happy at. So I started volunteering with the NSPCC school service. And I used to, went into schools and I started to do assemblies um, with whole school and workshops with individual classes. And it was great to see how just going in and teaching these children, uh, young people about certain areas that they could use to empower themselves and have a voice around bullying and you know abuse. Uh, it was great. It was just great to see how much this empowered uh, young people. Then obviously, I had the experience of working with my son. So at that point, um, redundancy came up and I decided that I wanted to go and uh, take the opportunity and retrain. So I started, um, I retrained and uh, became a master NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist and I practiced my skills, used them at home with my son and then with my daughter as well because they were both very different emotional uh, children, you know, so they both responded differently to things. So um, the NLP helped them both and it was great to see how effective it was. Um, and then from there, I realised very quickly how it would be an effective and powerful emotional resource for children um, to help them with confidence. And when they, they got stuck, stuck, you know, stuck doing what they wanted, stuck doing what they were doing because they didn't know any other way of doing it, you know, stuck in that pattern of maybe acting out in class because all of a sudden the teachers ask you to do something and they might not understand it. So instead of feeling like 
if I ask a question I'll feel stupid, I'll just act out instead and I'll cause a distraction because then that means I don't have to do the thing that I don't understand and that I'm stuck at. So these, it made me start to realise that behaviours were a way of people communicating and then I decided, right, okay, I can really help young people with this and then that's when I came across NLP for kids and, um, and I decided to retrain with them and I haven't looked back since and I've been working with schools since then and um, obviously one-to-one -one practice too and uh, working with the community so it's been it's been a great journey uh, it's been wonderful to see how NLP can really make a difference to, to young people and the, the feedback that you get from schools and even just part of the group the class workshops and the group workshops and the individual sessions, you know, the difference that you can see in young people from their confidence when you first start working with them to, you know, the end of the 10 week program, usually in schools, it's over a 10 week program. It's, it's, it's amazing. Thanks. If people want to get in touch with you to access any of the therapies you offer or any of the coaching and mentoring programs you offer, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, well, they can get me on Facebook, but usually most people will come through to me or by phone or email. Um, some of them will go through a referral, they'll go through the NLP for Kids um, website. Um, but yes, um, as I say, the School of Thought website is underway. It should be happening very soon. I won't, won't commit myself just yet. It'll be happening very soon. But yes, they can get me on my Facebook page. So it's School of Thought Coaching on Facebook and, and obviously by, by phone as well. Brilliant. Katrina, thank you so much for speaking to me. That was really interesting. I had no idea that you offered quite so much. Thanks, Pauline. No, it's, been good. it's been good to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk.